0: Hey, what's up everyone? It's Nurse Blake and welcome back to the Nurse Blake Podcast. I'm here with my husband,
1: Brett with a B. Oh, Brett with a B. Brett what's a baby? Brett with a B.
0: B-M-B. That's what people are calling us now, like B and B. B and B. B and B. I always said
1: it'd be funny if we opened a bed and breakfast. We could call it B and B's B and B. Oh my gosh, I love it. So that. original. B
0: squared. Or B squared. I B love it.
1: B squared. Cute.
0: I love that. I like. Retirement plans. Oh, a and b B&B, B&B? Can you that picture us
1: in like fun. Palm Springs, little bed and breakfast? However,
0: a big problem is that we don't cook breakfast. So it would just be oh, yeah. a bed and breakfast minus It'll the breakfast. It'll just be a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even like, um, whenever we're off, we usually do Uber Eats and get our um, another broken
1: egg. We do. I know. Yeah. And I'm like run through McDonald's every morning. So, okay. I will shelve the B&B's B&B idea.
0: Smart. For now. That's okay. For now. We'll, Maybe we'll practice we'll come back cooking to it. later on in our life when we have more time. <laughs> if you guys haven't bought tickets to the Nurse Blake Tour, the PTO Tour, I would love to see you this fall. It's going to be an epic night, so be sure to bring your coworkers, classmates, family, and friends. You can get tickets on NurseBlake.com. So only come if you want to laugh and have a really freaking awesome time. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, it, you,
1: You are also, do you know how many shows in total it is?
0: So honestly, I thought I was doing like 37 shows. And mind you, I had mapped this out. I had counted it. I made the assets for it with all these cities. And I was
1: off by 10. Yeah, it's 47 shows in less than three months all across the country.
0: Brett was like, you know, you're doing 47. I was like, babe, like, no, I'm not. I'm doing like 30 something. And he's like, no, you're doing like 47. And I counted and it's a lot of shows. It's a
1: huge tour. It's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I would love to see you all out there. So come if you're fun, if you're not fun, and if you're boring, don't come.
1: Or just sit in the back. (laughs) That's fine. <laughs> Buy a ticket and send them. Yeah, send them the
0: bag. notes gonna bring to be, your fun friends. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Because
1: literally at your show, people go crazy. It's not like a normal comedy you know comedy act where people come out and you know there's clapping. Like this is it. It is deafening how loud everyone gets when the show starts. It's, it's honestly so cool. a party. It pretty. It's so
0: fun. No, so I'm fun. super excited. So tickets nurseblake.com dot com. Brett and I are sad. We need to talk about it. On Monday, our dogs went to training camp for six weeks. Boarding school, basically. Boarding school, training camp. Now that they're a little over one years old, they're like one and four months. Yeah. It's time to put them through another round of training. So when we got them as puppies, we put them through puppy camp, which is about two weeks. So cute. For two weeks, they were gone and they learned to like sit and stay and... That was about it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) They were puppies. (laughs) That was honestly about it.
1: They clearly didn't learn to not eat the furniture or pee on the rugs, but they Uh, were puppies. Yeah. We have to get new um, living room furniture. Yeah. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But one of the things like we've never put a dog through like this much training but, but they're, they're litter mates. There's yeah. two of them. It's a brother and a sister. They're from the same litter. So they're basically twins. Mm-hmm. They were two of the, a litter of eight. And r- they're very different personalities. Ranger is very much like go with the flow, super chill, little sporty dog. Zion is super smart, but the poor thing has a lot of anxiety. She doesn't have
0: confidence. She doesn't have a lot
1: of confidence. <laughs> and so I think that the training is really going to help build that build that confidence because they kind of like feed off each other. Yeah. And that often leads to them getting in a little bit more trouble mm-hmm. than maybe one dog. And they don't know. No, to. no, we've never told them. No. We're those, <laughs> were those new age parents that say no is not in the vocabulary.
0: So I was like, once we were getting them, I was like, so excited to learn. And I was following all these trainers on YouTube and Instagram. And one of the uh, trainers is like, don't tell your dog. No, it's all about positive reinforcement. And so that's what I tried to do. And now they don't know, no.
1: Well, and I think it's awesome. Like I'm all about positive reinforcement too. But the problem is we, we, we're we not very good trainers. Yeah. And so now when they do something that's like really bad, there's nothing to positively enforce. So right. <laughs> I'm really hoping that this is kind of like a reset, that they come back and a big part of the training is actually training us, which at the end of the day is probably more important. Yeah. Yeah. Than even what the dog goes through.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I just miss them. I couldn't sleep uh, last night without them because usually they're, like, both on us, like, as when we're sleeping. And they're pretty – they're, like, 50 pounds now. Yeah, they sleep in the bed. They sleep in the bed with us. And I miss them. So, anyway, six weeks. Hopefully, we'll have some angels that know how to sit and stay better. We'll
1: have to report back to
0: everybody. Yeah, how they're doing. Um. So, my favorite thing this week um, is – My new Mio, I'm on Mio right now, which is like a, uh, it's like a flavored water. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like liquid. Like a concentrate. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a concentrate. So you guys know I was talking about my big water bottle because I wanted to hydrate, like self-care, like drink all this water. It was huge. It's huge, but the thing is, I don't like water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate water. I don't know if it's a taste or what it is, but I just hate water. And so, as I want to drink more water, I got Mio, which uses like the artificial sugars, which mm-hmm. I don't know if they're that good for you because they're like artificial sugar. It's like not real food, um, or whatever. I don't. I don't know what
1: artificial. I don't even know what Mio is. Is food even food anymore? Well, Mio's probably not food.
0: (laughs) Um, So anyway, I have Mio. This is sweet tea. I just one squeeze.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You have sweet tea Mio?
0: Yeah. Try it. Really? Because Brett loves tea. I love tea. I'm not a sweet tea fan. You're going to like it.
1: Oh, that tastes just like tea. I know. Isn't that good? Wow. Isn't that yum? But it's not tea. I mean, it's flavored, flavored water. water to taste like sweet tea. That's interesting. So Brett also
0: drinks a lot of um carbonated water? What do you uh LaCroix. Oh, Lacroix? Brett is
1: addicted to Lacroix. That is my jam.
0: I don't know about y'all, but it gives me like excessive gas. Like when I drink Lacroix, I don't know if it's oh, the carbonation, sure. the bubbles. yeah Is that why?
1: For... Mm, that's why, you know. Is that
0: why you blow air so much? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I think at so. night and stuff? I think it's so. I all think it's, La <laughs> it's all the LaCroix. It's all the LaCroix. He drinks so much LaCroix. The LaCroix, yes. I have to get you some from the store. I meant to get them, get them for you last time I went grocery shopping, but I totally forgot about it.
1: Sometimes you surprise me with like a couple cases. It's so sweet. LaCroix? Yeah. You know. Yeah, LaCroix is good because it's just, I mean, it's basically water. I think there was a scandal a while ago that there that people were claiming online that like one of the ingredients in LaCroix was Also an ingredient in like rat poison or something, but I don't think that's real. LaCroix.
0: L-A-C-R-O-I-X, I I think. LaCroix. It's French. It's very fancy. You picked it up in Seattle. Wasn't it in Seattle you learned about LaCroix? I think I think so. It's like very like, do you want LaCroix? It's like when you go out to a restaurant, they're like, "Would you like sparkling?" Wa-? No, I want the free water. I
1: mean, it's no with Perrier. Mio. With Mio, please. Yeah, it's no Perrier, but it's you know, it's kind of like a bottom of the barrel sparkling flavored water drink. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it comes in a can, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's nothing that's fancy comes in a can, but it tastes delicious. What's well, up with
0: all the liquor in a can now? Like everything comes. Beer comes in, like Reds, Apple Ale,
1: wine, wine, sparkling rosé. Yes. House wine. Everything's in a can. Um, now they've got like rum and coke yeah. and margaritas in a can. Yeah. And it's like full liquor. I like know. 15, 20%. Wow. Why not? Get it.
0: So this whole episode isn't on beverages. <laughs> We're actually going to get into a more serious topic about the topic of blood donations and an organization... We kind of started an organization, I say organization, but it was more like a Facebook page, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> back in the day called band for life. So let's talk about
1: blood. Let's jump into it. This, this was our first big project Yeah, together.
0: together. So back when I was in nursing school, one of my classmates, um, suffered from sickle cell anemia and I didn't, we didn't know about it until we got to, you know, know her more, but she was like missing class. Like. That one day here, she was missing like days, even like up to a week at a time. And in nursing school, if you miss a day, like you're behind. And after we realized that she suffered from sickle cell anemia, we realized the importance of blood donations for her. And so she inspired all of us to go out and donate blood, and I had never donated blood before, but this is back in 2013, so I remember driving to the blood donation center, being excited but nervous, because I like don't like needles, that's why I haven't gotten a tattoo yet, um, <laughs> but I was excited to donate. Because it's like a great thing to do to like get out and donate blood. So I remember walking into the blood donation center and there's like all these signs on the wall, like your donation could save so many lives. And I remember getting a questionnaire. It was like 52 questions. It was like really long. And one of the questions was like very personal. It was like, if you're a man, have you ever had sexual contact with another man even once since 1979 or something? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, let me get on my list.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
0: it's like, with one man since 19... So okay, let me see. Like, just one? <laughs> Is that
1: the question?
0: It's like, just one. And it's just sexual contact, so it's not even really defined. Right. And so, of course, it was like, yes, because I'm with my husband, Brett. You weren't my husband at the time, but... um, We we don't need to get into the details. I'm not going to get into the details. i was just saying. So I obviously (laughs) checked. Yes, and I couldn't donate blood. So the tech took me back and she's like, I'm sorry, but you can't donate blood. I was like, why can't I donate blood? She's like, well, because you're gay, you're actually banned for life. And she said, it's not a policy from us. It's actually a policy by the FDA. So I'm embarrassed. I'm confused. I start driving home. And that's when I tell you... Everything that happened I
1: remember that day you called yeah. you were you were so upset
0: I was just like embarrassed and like confused like I wasn't expecting to not be able to donate blood
1: yeah I mean getting turned away when you're so excited to go help people and you're turned away really for being gay um, is is that's that's a lot to process It was so out of the clear blue we had never heard of it. Yeah. We had never, I mean, we had no idea that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I, especially being in healthcare and being a nursing student, like you realize the importance of blood donations and also the lack of blood donors and blood supply that we have. So whenever there's a mass casualty or a natural disaster, there's always an urgent call for blood donors. So we did some research, Brett and I, and we realized that there wasn't one organization or person focused on getting the FDA to lift the this ban this policy and it was a permanent ban a lifetime ban so if you if a man has ever had sexual contact with another man uh, even once since 1970 something they were banned for life so we decided to start a little project together which turned into be a Facebook page called ban for life and we were gonna get the FDA to end the permanent gay blood ban and I I remember we were just living in Orlando. I'm in nursing school, so I'm in nursing school full-time. I'm working part-time as a tech on the night shift, and you're obviously working your full-time job. Yep. And we're like, we're going to take on the FDA. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. But uh, what we did is we didn't want to boycott you know, blood drives. We wanted to raise awareness on the policy and encourage those who were eligible to donate to donate blood in place of those who couldn't. So while we were raising awareness on the ban, we were also getting people to donate blood on our behalf. And what I realized is not one of my classmates or professors have ever heard about the policy before. And we realized like, maybe that's why the FDA hasn't changed it because there was no pressure being put on them to change it. And that's what we wanted to do is really shine a light on the policy and host blood drives. We were hosting blood drives locally And before we knew it, we were starting to get calls and volunteers of people who wanted to host Ban for Life blood drives and to collect petition signatures at their work and in their community.
1: And we started hosting
0: blood drives around the country.
1: All over the place. Yeah. I mean, the FDA put the policy in place in the early 80s in response to the HIV AIDS epidemic. And... I, like you said, I mean, as, as we were telling people like, oh my gosh, Blake went to go donate blood and he was turned away from being gay. Pe- people were so shocked really was the response. Like that, they, it was just so foreign, a concept that your blood would just inherently be um, not risky, yeah. risky and unusable so much that even with modern testing procedures, they're just not even going to accept it that, um, we realized that the way that we could affect change was just to tell as many people as we could and so if anything it was a marketing campaign to just raise awareness you know we 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 had no idea like how to get the fda to change it we just knew that if more people knew about it that might cause pressure on the fda to to look at it cuz i don't think I don't know when the last time they had reviewed it, but it didn't seem like a uh, a pressing issue that that was something that needed to even be reviewed by the FDA blood donor panel.
0: Yeah, no, totally. We, like you said, it was definitely a marketing campaign to just let people know about it. We, um, some news stations like locally, like picked up our story because of course they had never, you know, yep. looked into it or shared that story. And before you know it, we were in like a Men's Health Magazine article They didn't have me on the front showing off my arms,
1: (laughs) but that's okay. That's okay.
0: That's okay. Maybe. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Um, We were in like ABC News, NBC News. Everyone was really, you know, sharing the story and it was getting a lot of traction. So much traction that one day I got a call from the FDA. Scary. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Like, what did I do? Like, what? And they actually wanted us to present at their next blood advisory panel up in... D.C.? D.C., yeah. And I'm in nursing school, so I couldn't go. I think I, like, failed, like, a uh, check off or something. So I, like, <laughs> couldn't go. I needed to keep studying. So we trained some healthcare students in the area to speak on our behalf. And we spoke in 2014. They voted to end the ban. Nothing. Yeah. They're like, no. Nope. They, they said, nope, it was a hard we're, gonna,
1: we're not going to change anything.
0: But that didn't stop us. We kept going. We kept doing blood drives. We kept... Letting people know about the policy and we got invited back again in twenty fifteen. We had sent another, you know, healthcare student in the area to speak on our behalf. And big news in December of twenty fifteen they voted and the FDA ended
1: the lifetime ban. Which is that was huge.
0: That was that, the, was that was the goal, but we didn't know that it could really happen.
1: Oh yeah. I mean we thought we thought that just by raising awareness, you know, it was more of a. I honestly think at the time we kind of felt it was an opportunity to raise a social issue more than a medical issue because, you know, getting the, the FDA or Health and Human Services Department to make changes to policies is a pretty daunting task. And what happened was it became such a social issue that they were getting so many inquiries it really affected change in a meaningful way, which was our intention, but I don't think that we really anticipated that it would be as successful uh, of a campaign as it ended up being. So I I was super proud of the work that you had put into that.
0: No, it was really cool. And I obviously couldn't have done it without you. It was definitely a project that we did together. We did like little like, um, we made shirts, we had a website, we had our little petitions. We had we
1: had a logo, it was like a yeah. red um, X. X. Yep. And uh we did photo shoots with like your nursing student um yeah. cohort. We filmed um almost like commercial style videos yep. for putting out on Facebook. I mean, it was really It was really cool lot. to see,
0: you know, my classmates come together and support this issue. And that's when I really realized like as a nursing student or no matter where you are within healthcare or what path you are in or how long you've been in healthcare, that you have the power to really create change if you see an issue in your community you know that affects people and patients. So it really was inspiring and we couldn't have done it by ourselves. It was really my classmates and nurses and nursing students and people around the country that helped really support Ban for Life and to help create that change with us.
1: Yeah. And there was amazing media coverage. I mean, I remember the, the LA times, the New York times, like you said, men's health magazine had a big thing on it. Um, A lot of, a lot of news channels picked it up. I mean, I think it really resonated with the media as well, because it seemed like they felt that the timing was right. Like, wait a second, you know, we've come a long ways and this is still a policy that affects so many people. Um, yeah, it was, it was a huge effort and, it really was because everybody grasped onto it the same yeah. way we did.
0: And for something that was scientifically like unwarranted. yeah, you know, like unnecessary. Um, so what they did, a lot of people ask, you know, after they lifted the lifetime permanent ban, have we been able to donate blood? And that's the thing. Even though they lifted the lifetime permanent ban, they put in place or replaced it with a 12-month deferral, which means we would have to stay abstinent for 12 months before uh, donating blood.
1: That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, it, you know, yeah, it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't a complete, you know, win, but it was a huge step, right? Yeah. It went from, like, if you literally... Where they call it MSM, men who have had sex, sex with, with men. men. Um, if if a male had ever had contact with an, sexual contact with another male, even once, since 1979 or 78, or 78. Um, that was it forever. Got and it. now they've said because there there were a lot of interesting stories. The MSM thing re- in reality did affect more than just gay and bisexual men. There Got were it. other like kind of you know. Interesting stories that, like came even women, out of
0: that. women would contact us, and they were married or had been with a bisexual male. Yep. You know that has had sexual contact, and because of that, they were also unable to donate blood.
1: Yeah, so it was it was a really like um, it was a really dynamic and complex policy that affected so many people in so many different ways. So then it so it was replaced with a twelve month deferral, which is great. Definitely step a in the right direction. huge step in the right direction, but clearly still excludes many, many people that in reality should be should be eligible um, to, to donate. And I think though now... We're going to oh, get into it. we're going to oh, cool. get into it. We're going to get into the
0: current policy now, but I want to get into some fun blood donor facts from redcrossblood.org and givingblood.org. We're just going to review a few things and see... If you know the facts and see if we know the facts. Okay. (laughs) Here in the country, in the United States, every two seconds, someone needs blood or platelets. So donation. Wow. Every two seconds. That's like two people right now. That's like one person right now. Here's another. I know. That's a lot. And another. That's a lot. (laughs) Every two seconds. And another. Every two seconds. And then when it comes to, you know, people need blood so much, only less than 38% of the population is actually eligible to give blood or platelets.
1: Yeah. And this is really interesting. So we obviously were focused on one particular policy, but there are, you know, it's a, it was a 50, I don't know how many questions it is now, but at the time it was 52 questions. Those questions that, pre, you know, the, the way blood donation works in terms of trying to make sure that they screen blood is they first have the questionnaire. That has all of these things that would exclude you. I remember my friend um, lived in England during a certain period of time, and because of mad cow disease, he's excluded. Yeah. So there are lots of other random ways that they Tattoos try to exclude. Tattoos was one. Yeah. Back in the day, if you had a tattoo, and then yeah. again, I think that also dropped down to a certain. Yeah. T- you know, if you've had tattoo within a certain. time. If you're period under a certain
0: weight, if you're. Yeah, there's so many different things that exclude people. So only 38% of the population is actually eligible to give blood. That's shocking. That's shocking. I
1: didn't think it would be that low. And
0: then you got to look at how many people in that 38% want to give blood or actually donate. Right. You know? Wow. Um, If all blood donors gave three times a year, blood shortages would be a rare event. And blood shortages, especially right now. I know on the 14th, June 14th, uh, last week, it was actually World Blood Donor Day. So if Aww. you got a chance to go out and donate blood, that's that's super awesome. And if you are eligible, I highly
1: recommend you get out there and, and donate blood. Absolutely. You know, looking back on the way that we ran the Band for Life campaign, I'm really proud of the fact that we took such a positive approach to raising awareness by actually doing the blood drives and asking people to get their friends and relatives to come and donate in their place as a way to protest. Yeah. Because we were actually increasing the blood donor pool. The, the blood donor pool while still raising awareness. And it, it worked beautifully.
0: Yeah, and we worked very closely with the FDA and the Red Cross and and all the big blood donor agencies. They really supported us, you know, in our efforts with Bam for Life. So it was really yep. nice seeing everyone come One together Blood here
1: in Orlando, yep. uh, here in Central Florida. They were big advocates of what we were doing, and yeah. um, we yeah. just
0: actually had a meeting not too long ago with One Blood, which is really cool. We'll talk about we a study did. they're they're working on right now. Um, but a lot of people ask me, like, well, isn't blood tested. And yes, all blood is tested. You know, 13 tests are performed on each of the donated blood and 11 of those tests, test specifically for infectious diseases.
1: Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's a two-part process. They try to screen out what they cons- the FDA considers high-risk individuals, and then they do super advanced uh, testing on the blood. We in our journey, our nurse, our Band for Life journey, have had the opportunity to actually tour some of those testing facilities. And wow. Yeah. It's um there and blood is like on demand. There's not like a a a giant walk-in freezer facility no. full of blood. It's like here's the refrigerator that this entire building has produced, and it's going right out the door into somebody's arm. Into yeah. a hospital.
0: I mean, when it comes to red blood cells, they must be used within 42 days or less. And platelets must be used with just in five days. Wow. So it, I mean, it's going out as fast as it's coming in. Um, and so many patients, you know, need blood and receive know you know, um, blood transplants, that's cancer patients, transplant trauma patients, sickle cell um, disease, you know, our, my friend with sickle cell, she was in the hospital all the time and required blood donations to, yep. to save lives. A lot of people say it says 17% of non-donors cite they've never thought about it as a main reason for not giving, and 15% say they're too busy. Well, when you donate blood, it takes about 10 minutes. Is like yeah. the actual
1: donation time. So 17% so 17% of people who just don't donate just say that they never thought about it. Yeah. as their reason that they don't give blood. Some people ask like
0: why didn't you just lie on that survey?
1: Yeah, we that came up a, a lot. lot. And to be honest with you, a lot of people just straight up told us that they lie. Yeah. Um but you know, this is a I mean that's that's I'm yeah. assuming a pretty serious there might be some consequence to lying. I mean, right. that, that's not, that's not the answer. Right. Obviously to, to, you know, to this question. Yeah. And, uh, I am sure on the bottom of it somewhere, it probably says <laughs> under probably perjury of law or yeah, something like sure. that. Cause it is a medical oh, wow, form.
0: perjury of law. Perjury not of law. Not the perjury of law. I didn't know, know you were a lawyer. Oh
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. I do contracts. I do. I don't I do know things.
0: what, I don't know what this fact is for. 94% of blood donors are registered voters. <laughs> Is that supposed to like? I think that's supposed to make them sound impressive or something. Wow, okay, amazing.
1: I love that. Well, go out and vote, like register to vote if you're eligible. So, um, both great
0: things do both. Great if you're eligible, you can do both. both. (laughs) You can do both. (laughs) One donation can potentially save up to three lives. Um. And yet, when it comes to blood drives hosted by schools, companies, civic organizations, supply half of all blood donations across the U.S. So, actually, going out to the people, I remember in high school, they were always there because high school students listen, if you got to donate blood, you got to skip a class.
1: Yep. And maybe if you're lucky, get a movie ticket. That's right. Remember that? A little incentive to donate. What's a movie ticket? A movie theater. Oh, geez. I know. Sad. Yeah. But, Yeah. uh, The, um, you know, the buses are a huge part of their, you know, of, of a blood donation system. Yeah. Um, you know, conversely, you can also go to their facilities. Yeah. I don't know if people know that you don't have to wait to see like here in central Florida, we have the big red bus. Yeah. Um, but, but you can also just go to the blood banks. They do have, they do have facilities. You know, my stepdad, um, John, I believe is a 15 gallon donor. Oh, He's wow. been donating his entire life. Wow. And I think he's over 15 gallons now really? of blood that he's donated over wow, the past decades. Awesome. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's cool.
0: Saving so many lives.
1: Yep. I love that. So if you are eligible to donate blood,
0: get out there and donate. So as we said before, there was a lifetime permanent ban. And in December of 2015, it went to a 12-month deferral. Well the following year um there was a big tragedy that happened that struck here in Orlando and that was the Pulse nightclub shooting. And growing up in Orlando and it just being with Brett Pulse is a place that we would go visit and you know hang out at and party at. We actually went to Pulse um before our wedding. 1 month
1: before the shooting.
0: The, yeah. We um we went to Paulson party with our friends before our wedding. Um, I actually just ran the the five k in remembrance of all the lives that were lost. Um, but so many people wanted to go out and donate blood because there was such a blood shortage, especially here after that tragedy, and the gay blood ban had come up again because it affected our community, the LGBTQ plus community, and a lot of gay and bisexual males wanted to donate blood, you know, as a way of helping and giving back. But it wasn't really understood that there was a 12-month deferral period. So I actually got contacted by the New York Times to write an op-ed about our work with Ban for Life and where we see the next steps going, Um, but they kept the 12-month deferral in place for...
1: Yeah, that that was really that tragedy. Really brought light to sort of how unfortunate and I don't want to, I don't want to use the word backwards, but you know how how disappointing it is that there's still this really long deferral period uh, that the FDA has because here here we had you know our community so affected and and everybody doing what. The FDA and the blood donation centers want, like you come, come and donate blood and they couldn't do it for our, you know, for our own community. It was really, uh, it was really surreal. And, um, you know, it, it again brought up the fact that we still have a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it came back to light again, um, just last year around April, 2020, the start of the COVID pandemic here uh, in this country, that they actually changed it from a 12-month deferral to a three-month deferral, a 90-day deferral. So that is the current standing policy now, Getting which better. changed during COVID. But conveniently, when they need more blood donors, right? All of a sudden, they
1: can change that policy, right? Which,
0: when all blood is tested, anyways,
1: right? Um, you know, and this actually brings up an interesting fact, uh, or some, another thing that we learned, you know, blood donation centers and the, the whole blood donation system of course is, is, is very appreciative when people in mass go out and realize, oh my gosh, we need to donate blood because there are, there are, I mean, there are disasters. There are reasons, you know, episodic reasons why the community as a whole, everybody really, you know, builds up and says, oh, we need to go donate. But the fact that you pointed out that blood has a very short sh- shelf life, the one thing that they advocated, especially after the, the pulse incident, the pulse shooting, is this is great, but we actually don't need more donors. They're, they actually got to a point where they were like, please come back in a month. Yeah, that's right. We We literally don't need more right this second. second. We need that's it right. consistently- you know, all year yeah, long. That's a great point. And, and so, um, I think that was another thing that we really learned is that, you know, it's, it's, it's great to get a groundswell, but it needs yeah. to be like a consistent message all the time, all the time. Yeah, for sure.
0: So there's a study going on right now called the advanced study that stand, do you know what that stands for?
1: Advanced study? Yes. It's a, it's a, study that's more advanced than a regular study?
0: <laughs> it's a an stand- acronym? it's an acronym. Oh. Who would have thought? Oh, my gosh. They spent a lot of time on this acronym. I love it. Assessing donor variability. Variability. Var- variability. Variability. And new concepts in eligibility. This is a rhyme. Let's say it fast. Assessing donor Variability and new concepts and eligibility. That is the advanced study. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a limerick. It's actually by One Blood and the American Red Cross and uh, Vitalant. It must be another big like blood donor. Vitalant, yeah, Vitalant, another big blood donor organization. And what they are trying to do is they are trying to get. Um, 2,000 gay and bisexual males who are interested in donating blood and who have had a sexual encounter with at least one other man in three months before joining the study. So they're actually doing this in a big partnership with LGBTQ centers in Washington, D.C., SF, San Francisco, Orlando, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Miami, Memphis, L.A., and Atlanta. And they need more people to enroll right now. And what they're trying to do is present this um, evidence to the FDA that even a three-month deferral is unnecessary and unwarranted because all blood is tested. So if you are a gay and bisexual uh, male in one of those cities, please sign up for the advanced study. You could sign up at advancedstudy.org to find more information
1: on it. Yeah, this is really cool because I mean, we were able to get the FDA to budge on the lifetime down to a year. The pandemic got them to budge down to ninety days. But what um, One Blood and um, some of these other organizations realize, you know, the, the sort of the main three, the big three blood donation systems, they I think they realize like, okay, we need to use science now to right. move the needle to the goalpost. Right, and this is really smart. So they're essentially trying to, or, or putting together this study that will will show that if they were to open up the eligibility, you know what the what that risk factor might be. So this is this is really awesome, and we've been um, in contact here locally with uh, with One Blood. They've really been spearheading uh, yeah. this, and it's it's exciting to see this kind of taking this hopefully final major step yeah. in what we started. 10 years ago, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, It's wild looking
0: back to see. I'm so glad that we stuck with it. Um, Because so many times, like, it would have definitely been easy to give up the project, you know, but um, it just inspires me. So if any one of you out there, you know, see an issue in your community that you want to create change, know that you definitely have the power to do it. You just have to freaking do it.
1: This was grassroots. This was long before Nurse Blake page was started this is yeah this was just you in nursing school yeah trying to do something awesome with with your cohort and uh and look what it became it's it's really really awesome it's really really cool
0: so get out there and donate blood if you can
1: yeah and if you're and if you can't yet know that people are trying to (laughs) make it where you can
0: yeah for sure and support the advanced study go out there and like the Ban for Life Facebook page, I know it hasn't been as active recently, but definitely with this study, I'll spend some more time on it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Does any other things you want to talk about
1: bloodwise? I think we covered bloodwise. All of I mean, it. yeah. I mean, like I said, Ban for Life was I. You know what's fun too is Ban for Life was was like something that you and I really. Connected on like early on because we had only been dating for a short period of time. Yeah. Maybe a year. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. This is after our RV trip coming
0: back because I was in nursing school.
1: You're right. So it this was is after. Probably so this is like years two years in. in. Yeah. Yeah. This was two years in. Okay. So
0: funny. What's so funny is I have a picture of you on my phone of you building the Ban for Life website with your. Big sweet tea and a box of pizza. And when you were building my tour website recently, I got a picture of you with pizza with your big sweet tea. And you
1: sent me both. That was really, yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. It's really the same thing. We're just having fun doing projects. We definitely (laughs) love,
0: you know, working on things like this and doing projects together. It's so
1: much fun. I know. It's so much fun. And I am so excited. About your tour. Can we talk about it a little bit more? Sure, tour. We,
0: we actually, if one blood, if you have like an empty bus that we could borrow for the tour, that would be really great. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> we need <yeah>. a bus.
1: <laughs> we need so, a bus. So, <laughs> you know, there, there, there are so many tours like coming back online for this fall. It's not easy getting a tour bus right no, now. No, everyone's touring right now. And we don't exactly have a lot of experience, Um, you know, leasing tour buses. This will be a first for us. Your last yeah. tour... We just was flew. ten shows. We basically just flew everywhere, but yeah. with forty-seven shows, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be on the road for almost three months. I know, which is awesome. Oh, and an update. Oh we my god! Wait. Working...
0: Oh, that's three months. So if we stay abstinent for three months, we could donate blood when we get back from my tour.
1: <laughs> Not if we're going to be cooped up on a bus together. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Would you donate blood for me Challenge if we were denied. <laughs> Challenge, Challenge denied. <laughs> Challenge denied. <laughs> so no, thank funny. You. We were just talking about no, three months and it you. just like was definitely an organic <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> oh my gosh that, that is, is so amazing. funny
1: yeah uh, so. what I was going to say too is we um, are working on f- on making sure that we have the ability to to um, record some podcasts on the road too
0: yeah for sure I'm so excited to definitely keep the podcast going even through the tour yep yeah man I can't wait to meet nurses and oh my god it's going to yeah, be so it's cool. going to be so fun well thank you all so much for listening I want to get into some shout outs here Da-da-da-da. oh shoot where's my shout outs Okay, hang on one second. Okay, got it. Yay. If you want to submit a shout out to someone you know or love or support, you could do that on my website at nurseflake.com. Jen wants a shout out to all her NYSNA, New York State Nurses Association, nurses at Vassar Brothers Medical Center in Pokeepsie,
1: <laughs> Pokeepsie.
0: You have been strong and brave. You preserved throughout this whole pandemic, and I am so honored to see how you have supported each other and worked through difficult times. I can't thank you enough for your hard work and dedication.
1: Can I just take a moment, yeah, and tell you how much I love it when you when you when you try to pronounce certain words? I we call them Blakeisms. You call them here.
0: Blakeisms.
1: Yeah, because I think it's adorable.
0: I, honestly. So in school, in elementary school, I never read. (laughs) Really, I never read. Um, So I would always, like, forge my parents' signature on, like, the reading assignments and everything. I know. So all those books that you're supposed to read, like, I just did all the spark notes and everything. I really honestly didn't get smart until... And I wouldn't even say (laughs) smart. Like, I... Anyways, so I, passed, now. I passed nursing school and the NCLEX. So that's impressive in all the matters. Thank you. <laughs> Especially at a third grade reading, <laughs> it's a. I'm still not really good at the no, words. No, I think it's,
1: it's only big words. It's only weird. It's only words it's that only are more words. than four letters. Anything that's over it. like three syllables, <laughs> I you struggle. Just with. You Never know what you're going to get. And
0: sometimes, like when I'm talking, like my lips get stuck, and it's just,
1: mm. you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine should drink some more water. (laughs) (laughs) Mio water. My sweet tea. Now that you got Mio, I'm happy you found Mio. That's like such a genuine thing.
0: It tastes really good. It It tastes tastes just like sweet tea. Just like sweet tea. Just like sweet tea. So Tara, I want to shout out to all. uh, No, it didn't say that. I would like to thank all of the (laughs) nursing staff at a hospital, Halifax Nova, um scotia canada thank you for helping me care for my kids and a very special shout out to my sons for why are you laughing
1: nova scotia nova
0: scotia Mm -hmm. uh first girlfriend janet i will never (laughs) forget you and thank you for all your help in our nightly talks when andrew was sleeping i want a tour in canada i want to do a few shows in canada and australia and europe and the philippines
1: i would well i mean we could do it the spring probably the spring Spring, let's let's not do it in the winter we've been to Montreal several times and it's always in like the dead of winter I would love to see it in the spring or summer yeah
0: okay we'll work on that okay Uh, YC I want to give a huge shout out to nurse Mario from ortho 6 west Mario is smart funny compassionate and a huge patient advocate as well as a team player I'm really grateful that you were willing to preset me three times thank you for all your words of encouragement and support nurse mario keep it up sarah hi blake and brett with two t's bmb i want to shout out to my husband ryan who has been so supportive of uh, me taking on a new nursing job at an orthopedic surgery center he's been with me since nursing school 15 years ago we dated a nursing school, engaged after graduation, and married two years into my nursing career. He encouraged me to go for this new job, and it's been awesome. He's listened to my nursing stories and dealt with me having emotional breakdowns. Isn't it so funny that like, as nurses, we have to be like, thank you for dealing with us? Because we know we're just <laughs> like... That interesting and extra. Thank you, babe, for being so supportive and cheering me on. I love you. Also, thank you for your podcast. I love it. It helps me get through my traffic on my commute to and from work and keeps me laughing. Well, thank you, Sarah, for listening. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe and follow our podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star rating. We love to see those. And don't forget, buy tickets to my PTO tour this fall. So excited about it.
1: Oh, I don't have anything to add. Yes, go donate blood. If oh, you're and go to donate blood. Oh, wait, there there is one thing. Can I can I say? Something about Nurse con at C? Yeah. Okay, we got a request yesterday. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to get married under Connet C. No way. Yes. Stop. So, how cool is that? So we're, we're gonna. I'm like, we'll roll out the red carpet. Like that no sounds way. so fun. That will be a first. Am I marrying them? Well, I know that you've you've officiated a couple of wet, you know, yeah. weddings for your friends. So I'm I may I officiant. may have like lobballed that out there too, or like thrown it out there, like, hey, you know, is that of interest to you? So so we'll see. I'll report back. But I'm I think that's I'm gonna so marry cool. people
0: on nurse kind of see. I'm oh, so excited. That could be like this a would thing. be my fourth wedding yeah your fourth so cool i love look nurse husband not cook dog dad dog dad wedding A officiant to the gods podcaster new york times op-ed writer author at once wow amazing wow best i love it there. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening y'all are the best until next time
1: bye, bye.